Welcome to Gain That Tune. Welcome back to Game That Tune in the house once again. Oh man, it's uh, your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. So uh, this is Game That Tune, the internet's one and only video game music guessing game show. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, what we're going to do uh, tonight is we are going to listen to some video game music. We've each chosen a game. We've chosen three songs from the game. We're going to try and guess the games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. Goof off, have a lot of fun, talk a bunch of shit. And at the end of the night, the winner gets to play a bonus song and pick a theme for the next episode. Uh, let's see. Who was that fantastic man? I do this bit every time I win. Uh, yeah. I was just about to say, are we going to do this yet again? <laughs> yes, yes we are. <laughs> I, I celebrate my own wins. Uh, I won last week's episode, and because uh, it was nearly the 4th of July, and now it is the 11th of July, the theme makes perfect sense, uh, we are doing fourth games in a, in a series. So, plenty of long-running series with fantastic fourth entries uh, to be played on tonight's show. So uh, I'm feeling good about the show tonight. What are you? Uh, what are you thinking, Jenny? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, cool. David, feeling good? I'm feeling good and looking forward to it. Looking forward to it? Uh, ah, there's gonna be four puns. Oh man, Johnny, I thought you loaded up the Super Mario Four sound. Um. What one is that? I don't think I have that. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you, baby. It's you know, it's just four, okay. It's Fortnite tonight, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a make a bunch of terrible four jokes. Jesse, you feeling good? Oh, it's clobbering time. Hey, that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, the only person who isn't feeling fantastic is me this week. I did such a great job getting ready and all that that uh, I didn't manage to squeeze a fan request into this week's show. So apologies in advance to all our fantastic fans that uh, wanted their songs featured on tonight's episode. We'll make up for it. Uh, you know, August starts real soon, and uh, there might just be an all-fan request show starting off our absurd month of August. Stay tuned. So, uh, four games I'm feeling on real Fortnite. Good. You feel real good? Everybody's <laughs> feeling real good. Are the fans feeling good? Too fucking bad. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying I feel bad. <laughs> The fans should feel great once August gets here. I, I'm saying, you know, it's just, no, so, yeah, don't feel good now. No, yeah, enjoy it. Wait till August. Enjoy our selections <laughs> tonight. What <laughs> yeah. are we, Deep Space Nine? All of a sudden? Yes. <laughs> sure, whatever that means. Um, but anyway. <laughs> More like Deep Space Four. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> Hot. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's one of Johnny's four fuck-ups for um, so yeah, four games on our four episodes, so uh, Johnny, let's jump right into it, man. What's our first game? Game one. 
All right. So, by completing the game's story mode and collecting all silver medals, the player can unlock the Namco arcade scrolling shooter, Xevious. How's everybody feeling? Good, after I changed my answer. Oh! Well, well, well. Well, because as soon as I realized that you were the first one I wrote Tekken 4, I was like, wait a minute. I should probably check this. I mean, you know, safe bet, but uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Jesse, I uh, can't see yours for some reason. Oh, it, never mind. Everybody says Star Fox Assault, and it's a hat trick, baby! Can't put anything past you guys, even if I choose the most, like, Tekken beat music and give Namco-themed trivia, it's still Star Fox Assault. Um, yeah, I was pretty convinced this was going to be Tekken 4. I was like, wait, I should, like check this trivia yeah i i may have been uh you know trying to play off my declaration at the end of the last episode that i was going to choose tekken 4 and then i was uh listening to the rest of the soundtrack from tekken 4 and it left something to be desired and uh like tekken 4 star fox assault leaves something to be desired so i figured eh, i'll choose the game with the better music <laughs> so uh man who here loves star fox assault that game that we played for five hours 13 years ago. I seem to remember this game being really cool because it was, you know, Star Fox on the GameCube and you could R-Wing and Landmaster and run around on foot missions. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like, oh, this is everything I wanted in Star Fox. But I don't actually remember anything about it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty non-memorable. You know why? 
you know, what's one thing that you had to do a lot in uh, Star Fox 64, John? What's uh, what's something that you did when you played Star Fox 64 as a kid? Shoot things. Uh, I was gonna go with play it repeatedly, and uh, yes, yeah, trying to master the game. This game does not ask that of. Uh, this game has a completely linear single-player story mode, and huh. you can complete it in about five hours. And there is no replay value whatsoever. So that uh, that was the first strike I had against it. Like, it's a great-looking game, and it's you know it's a fun like Star Fox uh, thing for the five hours that you get to play it. And then it just kind of uh, okay. Well, wait, like. What, there you know, was multiplayer in this, right? There was. And the multiplayer, okay. you know, left something to be desired. It was, you know, I could see it being fun. I played it briefly, probably with you guys back in the day. And, like, it was okay. You know, you could ride around in R-Wing. You could ride around in a Landmaster. You could run around on foot. It makes no sense having an on-foot battle between, you know, yourself and someone flying an R-Wing. It makes the... Uh, the on-foot guy seem really underpowered, and it makes the R-Wing guy have to slow down all the time to try and shoot one man ha. standing on the ground. <laughs> so it kind of takes some of the fun out of it. Um, Can you just fire a bomb nearby and it would just wipe them out? That too. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was watching a, watching a video of like guys playing multiplayer to remind myself in the lead-up to the show. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really nice-looking like multiplayer map. And yeah, you start off running around on foot, and there'll be a Landmaster and an R-Wing, like, dotted, peppered around the map, and you have to go find them, and it's just like, well, you know, I don't know, man, like, the map's too big if you're on foot, it's too small if you're in the R-Wing, and the Landmaster keeps running into trees, like, you know, I don't know how they managed to, like, botch all three phases of this, but it was, it was a little bit off, man, you know, but just enough that, like, you know, you wanted to play it for a little while, and then you started to realize something about this is a little off. <laughs> like, it was, uh... Star Fox on GameCube. Yay? Yeah! <laughs> it's even got callbacks to Star Fox Adventure. Like, you have to go back to the dinosaur planet and talk to Tricky and all that stuff. And it's like... You know, I know that that's a game in the series, but, like... We didn't really want callbacks to it. It hurt my hand trying to mash buttons in that game. That game was uh, <laughs> game was interesting. <laughs> I feel like Tricky would have been better with a snowboard. Yes. Oh, man, if you could play Star Fox multiplayer as a snowboarding Triceratops, now, you know, that's a, that's a notch in the positive column. But uh, I, say, I feel like Tricky should have been the character that got added, like, as your wingman. I mean, no disrespect to Crystal and everything, but how much better would it be to look over and there's just a Triceratops in an R-Wing? Dude, it would have been like... Even saying that, it's one of the most badass things I can picture. Or even just like a Triceratops outfitted with like jet feet, like the fucking dog from uh, Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What if it's but a Triceratops? It's just a fucking Hell yes. flying Triceratops. <laughs> uh, it's a good idea. Like, Or he's the Landmaster. If you have to fucking do a landmaster section, you ride a dinosaur. I mean, you know, what's yeah. the difference? <laughs> Besides a dinosaur not being a tank, but, you know, it, it's... Okay, but, see, now we're just, we're making it even better. Instead of a Triceratops piloting an R-Wing, it's basically a Triceratops with R-Wing armaments on top of it. Yes. And now I want this game. Right, see? Yeah, it's, Remember yeah. those toys with the dinosaurs and all, like, the weird, like, weapons you would put on them and stuff? There was, like, a cartoon about it. I forget what it was called. Vaguely. I feel like it was uh, Jurassic World. 
Where they were trying to no, make no, no, a no, dinosaur no. army? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was like a, they were like these, these dinosaurs, and they had like this weird armor and stuff. Hmm. It was a cartoon, and they made toys of them. I mean, I remember it. I remember dinosaurs with lasers. <laughs> yeah. But that might just be my brain, like all mashed yeah. up and you know, blended. Um, I don't remember if that was an ad I saw on TV or just something I doodled in my notebook. Yeah. It's not Cadillacs <laughs> and dinosaurs. It's something else. Hmm. That is worth looking into by the end of the show. But yeah, it's you know, Star Fox Assault was you know a really nice looking game. It's got orchestral remixes of the Star Fox 64 music. It's kind of a continuation of the Star Fox 64 story. Like you know, you uh, when you start off the game, you're it's been like a year since you killed Andros, or no, it's like a year since the dinosaur planet thing, and uh, suddenly like fucking Andrew's nephew or Andros's nephew Andrew is back and he's fucking you know trying to declare war. But then he gets infected by, like, you know, space venom symbiote and becomes, you know, evil Andrew. More evil Andrew, I suppose. And it, you know, it just all kind of goes off the rails from there. Like, it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like it, it seems like if they were going to keep making Star Fox games, which they, what, have they made two more after this? Like, there's a whole galaxy and universe for you to tell stories in, but it seems like they're stuck in Lilat. And it's just kind of like, why don't you just, you know, maybe that's one thing that worked about Star Fox Adventures, is that he's on a new planet full of dinosaurs. And if you're gonna, you know, do a new game, don't just keep doing the same game. <laughs> like, Well, that's one of the things that made me so mad, because Star Fox Command? Yeah. Star Fox Command. Contro- whatever the DS one, Command. had like eight, nine, ten alternate endings and, like, branched out the story in all yeah. these directions. Like, we're gonna make a new game! And it's Star Fox 64 again! Like, no! I wanna see what else is happening! Yeah, it's Star Fox 64. Like, Star Fox Zero is Star Fox 64, but with, like, portals to alternate boss, alternate versions of the boss battles. Like, no, that's not original enough. <laughs> like, yeah. you could have done so much more. This game is like Star Fox 64, but everybody's been taken over by Robot Venom. And it's just, like... No, that's, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, the guys are already evil. Andrew is already attacking Corneria. He doesn't need to get more evil. Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, the one thing I'll give it is uh, you do straight up kill a couple of guys in Star Wolf in this game. <laughs> like, you know, Pigma, <laughs> Pigma and Andrew fucking die in this game. <laughs> so, you know, so I'll much for those guys. Good, happy old pal. Yeah, Pigma gets infected with robot space uh, space venom, and you have to fucking kill his ass. But uh, you know, it, space venom. Yeah, it just seems. Space. Fox McCloud. Can't believe I've been saying space this many times, and that's the first time the space sound has come up. Um. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be John Regan if he wasn't, you know, super fast right. on that soundboard. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, no. I call yeah. him Johnny Quick Draw. The the game, I, I, you know, it's got. Oh, that's why. It's got one fucking you know <laughs> linear story. It's got a bunch of cutscenes. It's you know, it's just not really a it's not really a fantastic like you know next like edition of Star Fox. You know, it needs some branching paths. It needs some alternate versions of the ending. And you know, even I don't know. It's just it it was uh. It was lacking, and it was short. I mean, I fucking played this and traded it in within a week. Like, it's just, uh, it ain't hot. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's an interesting little entry in the series. You know, I, uh, 
I kind of wish they could get back to figuring out what made Star Fox awesome in the first place. I feel like it was like fast-paced ship combat, and like almost like having to repeat the game made like lent like a puzzle-solving quality to it. You know, like remember playing the first level of Star Fox 64 and trying to figure out how to like max out your score and unlock the secret boss. Like, you know, it, it was like flying a ship through a puzzle, and now it's just like, eh, you know. You care about the story, right? Like, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. What I remember about Star Fox 64 is being that first level and going to the the, the meteor level, look at the map, be like, but how do I go that other way? Right. <laughs> like, what do I have to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I don't know. It's you need just... to go back and figure out what made Star Fox awesome, and the answer is not just do Star Fox 64. Right, and it's definitely not just do Star Fox 64, but make it five levels long, and you can't. To, like go to a different level like you know that's definitely not what made it like you know one of the challenges in Star Fox and Star Fox 64 for me was like not completing the first level with like mission accomplished and going like that weird down below route like whoever went down to like you know Fortuna after like the first go around in that game you always went to you know the asteroid belt and then into Katina like you know it's, there's there's routes that you never went on in that game <laughs> it's like yeah fuck it I'll play a game I'll play a, a, a you know a playthrough where I do that one. You know, that's gone for this one. So, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but it's the fourth game in the Star Fox series. And, uh, I felt like it was a good pick for that. Oh, and one of the things, spoilers coming up for a 13-year-old game. Uh, this game also, speaking of the fact that you have to kill members of Star Wolf, uh, you know, there's a couple of other things that piss me off in the story. One, you team up with Star Wolf after that. You guys decide that Space Venom is your common enemy, and he fucking, like, hangs out with you and helps you out. I don't uh, like it. I get they're mercenaries, but, like, no. And then two, <laughs> fucking, they kill Peppy at the end. Oh, yeah. I do oh, remember right. that. Yeah, Peppy fucking, yeah, like, pulls that a, game. He pulls an Admiral Holdo and crashes the ship into, like, the fucking, you know, evil ship. I'm... And I that. That's right, that's after himself. he got the promotion, too. So, like, he's moved on and retired yeah. and everything, and then they kill him. Yes. And then... That was some bullshit. They fucking pull the most spineless move possible and undo it, and you fucking beat the game, and you find out that Peppy escaped in an escape pod. This game just has no balls, man. Like, it wouldn't commit to killing Peppy and Rob 64. I mean, it's, you know... Uh, you know, I, okay, yeah. Now that I've thought it all the way through, fuck this game. Um, <laughs> you know, good tunes, you know, but just not the not the Star Fox game that anybody was looking for. Um, so, yeah, uh, Star Fox Assault. So glad I chose this instead of Tekken Four. Um, <laughs> Are you? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Johnny, let's keep it going, man. Let's get positive. <laughs> Game 2 
All right, guys, a little hint. <laughs> Please. This is very On the password screen in the Japanese version, the stained glass decoration displays Jesus Christ and a cross. This was removed in the international version. You don't say. assuming you all have this <laughs> really john <David> says <laughs> what gave you that idea <laughs> <laughs> everyone wrote super castlevania 4 this is super castlevania 4 for the super nintendo confusingly it is not the fourth game in the super castlevania series quiet you <laughs> <laughs> you've made this show a complete mockery <laughs> you know i knew that somebody was going to pick super castlevania 4 uh, I just didn't know that you were going to do it and that you were going to make it so fucking obvious. <laughs> like, good lord, man. You just couldn't That's resist touching the old Castlevania stuff, huh? Is this not the fourth one? No, it absolutely is. Okay. It's the fourth Castlevania game. It's just confusingly named Super Castlevania 4. I would interpret that to mean the fourth Super Castlevania game. Listen, man, you know, they really wanted people to know that these games were super. They had mothers at the store buying games for their kids, and they couldn't send a woman home with Castlevania 4 thinking it was an NES game. You gotta put super on there to make it very clear that it's for a different system. Like, it's a marketing thing, and uh, yes, it's confusing, but it makes it sound really <laughs> cool, too. <laughs> I'm glad that they, they kind of, like, got rid of that naming idea, because could you imagine how insanely complicated and frustrating it would be to go to a store and see on the shelf Super Mario Bros. 5 64? Yes. That would have been absurd. <laughs> uh, or you'd have Super Mario Kart, you would have Nintendo 64, Mario Kart 2 64. You'd have... <laughs> Um, and then after that, what came after that? Mario Kart Double Dash? Okay, have, bah, 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 no, after bah, 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 that was, I think, Super Circuit on the Game Boy Advance. Nobody played yeah, that. Oh handheld one doesn't count. Um, but no, yeah, Super Lightning Mario World Brown. 64 would have made it very clear what system it was from, for. That's why they called it Super Mario 64, packaged it with every system, and made it one of only two games available at launch. It was hard to fuck that one up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Super Castlevania 4, yeah, you would have had a bunch of disappointed kids, like, trying to fucking, you know jam these into their NESs. It also, though, it, the name does imply that there is an NES version of Castlevania 4 out there somewhere, and this is the super version. So, you know, 
Has anyone done that as like a ROM hack or yeah. something? Where's I the feel like somebody's probably done that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. There's got to be an 8-bit demake of Super Castlevania 4 out there. But uh, man, what a game, John. Uh, what's your experience with Super Castlevania 4? Keeping in mind that last week on the show we established you've literally never played a Castlevania game. <laughs> Yeah, so this music is really dope, which is why I picked it. <laughs> uh, he's like, right. The soundtrack to this is so good. It is. Bloody Tears is just a great song. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Bloody Tears is one of the best. So, John, shout out the composers. Who are they? Oh, let's see. I just happen to have Wikipedia up for once. Um, <laughs> this was composed by Mazanori Ma- Adachi and Taro Kudo. Close enough. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, Jesse, I'm, I'm guessing that you have played Super Castlevania 4. Sorry, David, you weren't the Super Nintendo guy. Jesse, tell us about Super Castlevania 4, man. What do you think? <laughs> um, it, it's pretty good. I, I haven't beaten it yet. I've been playing it a bunch on the the mini SNES. Hell yeah. And um, those fucking thing the the Black Lagoon guys that jump out of the water and spray you and when they spray you, they have that stupid knockback. Yeah. Fuck those things. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty much where I'm at right now. There are a lot but, of creatures um, in these games that make me say, fuck those things. <laughs> like, yeah. Almost everything. A lot of, uh, <laughs> falling platforms you got to jump on and stuff. That's mm-hmm. always annoying. Uh, but it, it's still a really good Castlevania. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, the, the soundtrack, like you've heard, is, is great. It's dope. Um, this is, I think, one of the first ones to make it so you could, like, move the whip around. Like, just, you could stand still and then, like, make the whip, like, kind of, like, wiggle around all weird and stuff. And Dude, yeah. I mean, you, you know, eight-directional whipping is one thing, but being able to hold the whip button and then, like, just noodle the whip around in front of you, that yeah. cracked me up as a kid, and it cracked me up as an adult revisiting it on the SNES Classic. Like, oh yeah, I forgot you could do the little noodly whip thing. Oh, <laughs> oh it's you know, mm, it's, it just took me right back to being a fucking kid and playing this. You know, sorry, Chen, yeah. you really missed out uh, on childhood. Um, but uh, I think it's funny that you kind of skipped over me because when I finally bought a Super Nintendo in college, one of the first games that I got was Super Castlevania Four. Oh, I was gonna get to you. I know you. I know you're a Castlevania playing guy, but uh, I just figured that Jesse might have kid memories attached to it, which I'm really trying to rub in on John for missing these no, throughout his life. No, I never had life. an SNES as a kid. I had a Genesis. Uh, I know, but you know, you played Castlevania as a kid. Well, yeah, I played the NES ones. And then the, the point is, we're trying one. to make John feel like crap. Yes, thank you, David. I'm just trying to really hammer oh, I home see. <laughs> that Johnny didn't play these ever. Well, hey, <laughs> there was a Castlevania on Sega Genesis he could have played, and he sure as hell didn't. Right. And that game is dope as hell. Yes. Shame, John. Shame. <laughs> um, but yeah, so David, what do you what do you think of Super <laughs> Castlevania 4? I really like it. Um, the end. I love, like Jesse said, it's gorgeous. I love, like, they're very big sprites. Like, on yeah. the NES, Simon Belmont is a teeny tiny little guy, but in this one, he's like a quarter of the screen. And one thing that I really liked was the different, I guess they were just hooks in the stage where you could use your whip to swing across gaps. Like, anything that lets you swing or 
it, it kind of reminds me of Bionic Commando. Like, any type of that kind of reach out and swing across, I am in favor. Grappling hooks. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, a little, I am uh, in little... favor of more grappling hooks in video games. Yeah, a little Super Metroid action, too. Like, you know, replay this. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can fucking, you know, wrap your whip around a ring and just kind of go, you know, bing, 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 like, you know, a little desk toy. Uh, you know, I, I love Super NES uh, grappling hook mechanics. They're good stuff. Um... I just want to point out, Wikipedia has this very great understatement about the game. It's got a, a screenshot of Simon Belmont, you know, whipping something. Yes. And the caption underneath it is, the whip is a large part of Super Castlevania 4's gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah? <thanks. laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, hmm, what is the other part? You know, like, <laughs> it's, you know, the whip is a large part in that it does nearly everything. Uh... Sub weapons, also a thing. Uh, and then the other part is uh, moving Simon Belmont. So, is it Simon in that one? Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah, cause it's basically a retelling of the first one, isn't it? That's yes. right. Yeah. See, yeah, they should have called it Super Castlevania One Parentheses Four. Get some of that Final <laughs> Fantasy confusion in there. Uh, yeah, then We're just we carrying on really with the Star Fox theme of just keep going back to the same games and remaking them. Yeah, it's, yeah you know. I, I thought this was like a sequel sequel because I, I misread the Wikipedia description. Um, I thought it took place in 1961 Transylvania. It's definitely 1691 Transylvania. <laughs> Close. <laughs> really different time period. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would be amazing. Simon Belmont <laughs> was fighting to stop the rise of Beatlemania. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want to say there's actually a hammer horror movie where Dracula gets resurrected but in the 70s so it's like half Victorian horror half like exploitation 60s sexy romp nice sounds amazing you're not thinking of vampire in Brooklyn are you I think that was a a 90s one it might have been an Eddie Murphy thing but you know yeah yeah whatever uh, yeah, it's a good idea, man. I love uh, love vampire out of water stories. Those are uh, yeah, those are always. Fun. I want I want to see like Cold War spy vampire movie. Oh, man. that'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> Tinker Taylor soldier vampire. <laughs> uh, I'm into it. You know, and Gary Oldman would be a fantastic candidate to play the vampire. Oh. He'd be so. Gary honest. Oldman should play every role in that, like the the hard ass CIA guy, the vampire, and the Russian KGB operative. All Gary Oldman <laughs> and all vampires. You know, like uh, just. Okay, that's a really good idea. We go back and remake a lot of 1960s, uh, you know, like, thrillers, but all vampires. You know, frankly, I don't know why that hasn't been done yet. Like, you know, you just play it straight, but, you know, like, you just make a James Bond movie, but he happens to be a vampire. Like, anytime he seduces a woman, it's to kill her and eat her and drink her blood. <laughs> like, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> maybe that's what we should do. Speaking of, like, 60s espionage movies, maybe we should just make a new James Bond movie, but starring Dracula. Yes. Exactly. Ugh. I'm, you know, I'm so in favor of that. That's, you know, that's not even funny. Like, you know, just... <laughs> I don't know. People, it's like people always call for like, yo, man, when are they gonna make like a like a comic book superhero movie where like they're not really doing like hero stuff? It just kind of explores the other side. It's like, no, no, no. When are they gonna make an action movie but it's starring a bunch of vampires? You know? <laughs> when are they gonna make James Bond starring Bella Lugosi? <laughs> 
Uh, that that train has sailed, my friend. Unfortunately, <laughs> that one's just I'd not watch happening. It. Yeah, but uh, you know, in the absence of a time machine, we might uh, we might have missed that one. But you know, hell, I'd even take at this point a good Castlevania movie or TV series, and that's keeping in mind that Netflix already has a decent Castlevania animated TV series. So, I don't know. Um, you know, point is. Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4 does not take place in the 60s. <laughs> it takes place in 1690s. So, uh, interesting. Um, anything else, John, on uh, Super Castlevania 4, the uh, the most super of the Castlevania games? No, I just, I like I said, I, I was going through all the games that are fourth in the series, and this one struck me as having some of the best music. So even though it was super easy, I'm like, ah, I'm doing this. Yeah, no, really, quite frankly, it is an iconic soundtrack. It's an iconic game, and it's, you know, it's ridiculous that we haven't used it yet, but at the same time, eh, feels like the time is right. Because, uh, you know, it fits the theme, and we know now that John doesn't play Castlevania games, so it's it's the best of all possible times to talk about Super Castlevania 4. So, uh, hell yeah, great tunes, great game. You know, I'm going to play it on my SNES Classic right after this. And, uh, you know... In that vein, let's uh, let's keep it going, man. Game three.
So this game, uh, during its English English release, had a um, a bunch of different scenes taken out of it. Um, one of the scenes involved a character decapitating somebody. Um, another scene included a character spying on two other characters uh, bathing in a pond. Um, another scene was one of the characters accidentally grabbing someone's breast. Um, another scene where a character dropped their pants on a dare. And also there was a character who had all his references to his alcoholism removed and, and his stuttering and word speech pattern was uh, changed into a speech impediment rather than him being drunk all the time. guys feeling pretty good also uh, that's a really fun song yeah that last one's great david is locked in all right johnny's about to show it let's see johnny drew a dick uh yoshi's bully world uh by john nope and breath of fire 4 david correct I want to play the version of Yoshi's Woolly World that has tit grabbing and decapitation. Hey, I yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you think Johnny can't come up with a joke answer too, then you're wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no fucking idea what this was. Uh, <laughs> Yoshi spying on. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The One music of the amigo costumes right. where Yoshi gets stressed, then he just pulls his pants down. Yeah. Uh, or a shy guy's fucking drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to play this game. Okay, cool. So let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about you know Yoshi's, Yoshi's fucking, drunken world. Yeah, horrifying you know alternate world. Uh, no, uh, so it was Breath of Fire Four. 
That's right. Awesome. It's, uh, Capcom's RPG baby, the Breath of Fire series. Yeah, man. Um, fucking hey, this was uh, what a PlayStation One. Yeah, it was. They the rumors were it was going to be a PlayStation Two game. And they even made it sound like it was going to be. Like, the dude's like, hey, this next game uh, that we're going to have is going to be huge. And it's <laughs> going to uh, use all this new technology and stuff. And then, like, he, later on, they're like, uh, you know, we've been working on this game for a long time. And it's almost done. And it's on PlayStation. And he's like, oh, oops, my bad. <laughs> oh, crud. <laughs> but it's it's beautiful. It might... It, it's, it's one of the... Uh, prettiest PlayStation games, I would say. Um, like, the sprites and the animations are all real pretty. Um, it's, a, it's probably my favorite Breath of Fire. I'd, I'd say. Oh, yeah, man. I'm looking at it now. It's, you know, yeah, it's gorgeous. Like, it's so colorful, and, the, like, the battles are, you know, they look like, uh, you know, just like a anime uh, anime characters hanging on, like, a little isometric grid. Like, it's, uh, it's good looking. Yeah, it's really good and you, and you get to play as the main villain too what like you'll be playing and then it's like okay uh time to play as the main villain for a while and uh then you swap back and forth it's it's really cool and the fishing's really good too you know rpg's gotta have good fishing <laughs> I, you know i think somebody you know japan thinks that <laughs> like why, <laughs> why do they have so much fishing in their rpgs i you know i love it um yeah man shit i you know I am so lost on the Breath of Fire series, though. Like, how many of these? They're not. They don't really connect. So okay, that's just good. Jump right in. But you know, yeah. And they've been going a for a while, kinda... right? Like they're. They got up to five Dragon Quarter on the PlayStation Two, and then we didn't hear from them for a while, and then I think they made a mobile game. So <laughs> of course they did. Hmm. But that would be interesting if Capcom was like, hey, uh, let's make a new Breath of Fire. No, they're that too busy happen. remastering Resident Evil again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, would it, you know, I don't know, would it kill him to keep the series going or at least like throw some, you know, some Breath of Fire costumes into Street Fighter V? Like, uh, yeah, there you go. come if on. If I man. remember, I think one of Dante's costumes in Marvel vs. Capcom references Breath of Fire, because he's got the one where he's got, like, bright blue hair and, like, the, the white overcoat. And really? I think that's based off, like, the main character. Yeah, he's got uh, blue hair and and usually a white shirt. You know, I think you're right that, you know, because I'm looking at the, uh, like, the Google images for the, for the game now and thinking about Dante in that game. Yeah, that might be it, but that's not enough. <laughs> like, you know. Come but on, yeah, I mean, Capcom. it's like one costume in one game. Like, no, bring yeah. back the series. Ah, oh, man, that would have been a good series to fucking choose for tonight's show. I could have done Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. We all could have talked about something we loved. Oh, nuts. You know, ha. next time, baby. <laughs> um, I haven't played that one. Yeah. I, by, yeah. Our, by all accounts, I shouldn't. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, population of Earth. Uh, no one has played Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. <laughs> um... But yeah, fuck, man. Uh, so what's like? Uh, what is like the story of Breath of Fire for? Like, uh, I know it doesn't connect to the other ones, but like, so who, who's your character? What's like? What's the badass thing about them besides their cool blue hair? Well, Ryu, like, uh, first you start off as playing as uh, Nina and this tiger dude. I forget his name, but he's got a tiger tail and he's a badass. All right, tiger dude is good yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> and so they find this uh, kid. <laughs> 
they find this kid just like in this crater and they're like what's this kid doing and that's the main character Ryu and um, he's a dude with blue hair and he could turn into a dragon so that's pretty cool right and um, so then you get to play as this other dude uh, I think his name's like um, Fao Lu and um, he can also turn into a dragon and so basically he finds out that in order to get his true power he needs to find Ryu and like merge with him and Ryu needs to like basically stop him you know it's one of those things it's yeah. kind of like isn't Final Fantasy 9 kind of like that with Kuja and Zidane maybe that's maybe. a question for uh, <laughs> hold on let me ask my Final Fantasy guy Jesse is uh, is Final <laughs> Fantasy 9 kind of like that you know with Kuja and Zidane <laughs> I feel like it is I think they might be clones of each other or something weird like that. Nice. It's very Japanese, you know. Love it. But, um, yeah, Breath of Fire. I mean, and at the end, there's two endings. You can uh, either join the evil dude. Oh, yeah. Or you can, like, beat him. And I'm pretty sure when I played it as a kid, I, you know, being the edgelord I was, I was like, I'm being, I'm doing the villain. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to blow up the world. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, didn't you know we've talked about Breath of Fire three? Didn't they have a similar thing where like the fi- like the final enemy confronts you and she's like you know you're a danger to the world you need to be locked away so you can either you know go willingly or you can fight me to the death and if you choose like go willingly the game literally just ends. <laughs> it's like, yeah, something huh? like that. <laughs> like, oh, that's oh, great. No. <laughs> oh, Capcom. That's you know. God, that's fucking genius. Like, imagine if they, they finished off, like, Street Fighter games with that. Like, yeah, you get to Bison, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, now, listen, Guile, I know you're looking to kick my ass really hard, but <laughs> let me well, let me you, just, uh, think... you know, give you my, my number two position. You can be my right-hand man here in Shadaloo. You can, uh, you can run, you know, the military of Shadaloo. What do you think? Like... <laughs> You know, that's not a bad idea. That's, uh, <laughs> and then the game just ends was with, like, a statue being erected of Guile. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and with a new hat. That'd be great. <laughs> Which, was it one of the Streets of Rage games where, at the end, if you were playing two-player, they're like, do you want to join me or not? And if you joined him, you had to beat up uh, whoever you were playing with. John. Player two. <laughs> I was say, they did that, too. There was an, an episode of the the newer like duck dodgers cartoon where he accidentally becomes a green lantern and like he's going to fight sinestro he's like oh so you've come well i have this evil plan to conquer the universe and i'm going to and all of a sudden daffy duck's like all right what what <laughs> yeah you know you, you outclass me i'm not gonna win this yeah <laughs> let, let's see what you got right like, oh, wait i'm sorry did you have like a giant like evil monologue plan it's like no no it, it's fine i mean you, you could still say it. it's like no moments passed yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, John, Are give you us. Sure, a- that's not just lazy writing. Somebody just didn't feel like writing a monologue. It could be two <laughs> things. <laughs> you know, John, do you have an example of one of these classic, uh, classic like switcheroos at the end? Jesse it's already took Streets end, of Rage, but in Cave Store, you can end the game pretty fucking early and just fly away from everything and let everyone die. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Ugh. And I, yeah, I love shit like that. I love like, yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you can get a game over right now if you want. All right, bye, game over. Oh yeah, and I win. Uh, fucking uh, 
Persona 5, which I've just been playing recently, like, it starts out with, like, a little thing saying, like, any resemblance of uh, the characters to anything in the real world is strictly coincidental, and you must accept that this is a work of fiction. Do you accept? And if you choose no, it doesn't let you start the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, wait. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now I gotta re-enter my name. <laughs> like, uh, uh, oh, die crap. hard for NES. You can just run out the window immediately and die. Wait, what game? <laughs> die hard for the Nintendo? Classic. You start off on like the 32nd floor or so and you can just run out the window <laughs> and <laughs> lose. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yep, so, you know. Breath of Fire 4, not necessarily the most original when it comes to uh, twist endings, but, you know, still pretty cool. Like, you know, you know, it's it's one thing when you can fuck the game up right at the beginning, which, you know, Johnny seems to really like doing. But it's a whole <laughs> other thing when you play through this, like, really heartfelt story, and then you get to the end, it's like, you know, you got a decision to make, and one of them is clearly the right decision, but it lets you make the wrong decision? Like, <laughs> that's, that's a good move, game. I like that. Uh, um... Yeah, I like just getting to finish the game faster. It doesn't matter if it's the best ending. <laughs> I like to boot up Die Hard on the NES and run out the window and die and change games. The end. I feel accomplished. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I've rewritten the Die Hard canon. <laughs> yeah. I just John McLean escaped the to, Christmas party. I just spent 10 minutes trying to get my NES to work again. Yeah. <laughs> Six uh, seconds playing the game. Yeah. Next game. My headcanon for Die Hard now consists of John McClane escapes to the 32nd floor, he radios the police, and then kills himself immediately. The end. <laughs> yeah. No further Die Hards necessary. <laughs> like, what? Oh. Ah, forget it. <laughs> I'd watch that art house film. <laughs> Die Hard uh, in eight minutes. Yeah, the Die Hard where John McClane thinks everybody at the Christmas party already got killed, including his wife, so he throws himself out of the building right at the beginning of the movie. Movie over. You know, Hans Gruber wins. Is uh, it like th- a crossover between Sixth Sense? Oh, man. See, ooh, that would be a good idea. A Die Hard where he's, you know, having to... Wait. He doesn't know that he died hard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's had- a hard time dying, so he's he's a ghost that's trying to you know, influence these terrorists. It's a great idea. <laughs> I'm sure. And at the end, the kid shows in the movie. He's like, "Look, you died. You jumped out of the window." And he's like, "Oh shit! Yeah. I thought I actually <laughs> did all this." Not stuff. a kid at the end. It's Reginald Vell Johnson explaining to him, like, "Sorry, McLean. Yeah, <laughs> you took a took a swan dive on 32nd floor. You didn't do anything tonight. You're just a ghost. <laughs> you were really scared." Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You know, sorry, I didn't have any shoes on, man. I had my, gla- my glass in my feet. I felt like killing myself, so I did. Anyway, we've gotten way off track from Breath of Fire. <laughs> uh, or have we? So, you know, um, <laughs> the other version of Die Hard where he turns into a dragon at the end. Um, <laughs> and then merges with uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> so, the, basically the anime version of Die Hard is what you just described. <laughs> The FBI agents come flying into the helicopter. Hans Gruber and John McClane merge into a dragon and then blast the helicopter with a fireball. You know, I think it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Can we please just get one JRPG where Hans Gruber is the ultimate enemy? Oh, man. It's like, you know, whatever cult is in whatever JRPG is summoning the Dark Lord, and it's just Hans Gruber. Yeah, it's just a really, really nice-looking guy in, a, like, a well-tailored suit with a nice beard. Like, oh, fuck, it's Gruber. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Uh, you know, I fucking 
what a character. He could be the villain of everything, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> Breath of Gruber 4. Um, what a game. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, like, the summoning ritual, something goes wrong, and then suddenly a booming voice, It is Christmas, the time of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> and then he appears. Uh, yep, I'm into it. Um, though I guess, I mean, it would also be acceptable, because... Yeah, you know, he is dead. That it would be Jeremy Irons playing a uh, fucking what's his name, the Simon Gruber. Also an acceptable appearance. The uh, the lesser of the two Grubers, but a good Gruber nonetheless. Anyway, all this and more on our new <sighs> Patreon exclusive uh, you know show coming out. Talking Gruber. Um, oh, I was I gonna say to Patreon. Officially... I was gonna say Patreon exclusive Die Hard the anime. <laughs> You know, also a good idea where we write the uh, like the Dragon Ball Z'd up version. No, and then we act it out. No, yeah, not just write, animate, and produce. <laughs> All right, Johnny, get right on that. <laughs> yeah. I just want to well, officially petition draw, so. to name the the title of the episode "The Lesser of Two Grubers." <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's that's actually a very solid name. Because uh, my goal with the names of the episodes is to make people go, what? So, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I thought this was video game music. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the black, black bread, bread <laughs> cave that is your prostate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a long walk to that. sure that explicit tag. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Breath of Fire 4, dope game, dope anime look, uh, dope dragons, uh, needs to come back. They need, uh, you know, Capcom really needs to fucking get their... Uh, their other franchise game going strong again because uh you know street fighter is uh, not the only way and resident evil remasters are just fine but how about a breath of fire remaster i'd like some hd anime like you know we got dragon ball super give us breath of fire for super that's all i'm saying so uh jesse anything else no that's breath of fire 4 excellent game four <gasps>
So, this is the only game in this series that does not begin in the main character's house. And in fact, the main character's house never makes an appearance in this game. Got some answers ready. Oh. Oh, so ready. What the hell, John? What is that? That's... It's a cat. It's a really so, abstract um, penis. John has a drawing of a cat. Jesse says God of War 4. <laughs> so close. Uh, John Harrington has the correct answer of Paper Mario Sticker Star. <sighs> I wish every God of War game started in Kratos' house. <laughs> <laughs> also had these I wish every God of War tunes. game had that music. 
Oh man, I can just imagine like fucking really eviscerating some things to that music. <laughs> That's, you know. Some uh, light jazz while you stab somebody through the chest. I would just, you know, I would love fighting things to that jazzy rhythm. Like, you know, knife, knife, knife. Stab, stab, stab. Throat. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, kill a god. It's all, it's all good, man. Um, but no, sadly, this is, uh, this is Kratos. No, it's Paper Mario Sticker Star. Oh, okay, real quick. You know, can we get Paper God of War? Like, that would also be a pretty good spin. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, a really adorable God of War game with, you know, really simple RPG combat. Uh, you know. Every Kratos time that you wo- cut somebody's head off, like, red yarn flies out. Oh, man. Kratos' Woolly World. Yes. Yes. Like, fuck, fuck Gears of War Funko Pops. I mean, come on. Yeah. Get the get the yarn guys from that one uh, yarny platforming game to make a yarn fucking god of war, god of yarn, and uh, you know I'm well, into. You just, it. you just have like Kratos enter into like a coliseum, and a little origami paper crane comes down and then unfolds into like a twelve foot colossal monster. Yes. Oh, see, mm, we could make it, guys. By talking about it and not actually making it, we could make it. Um, <laughs> well, if you give us enough Patreon money, we could probably swing. I'm saying, you know, is it, you know, is it that we haven't updated the Patreon to reflect all of our goals? Is that why that you know it's not really <laughs> we haven't really been put over yet? Like we've got aspirations here, and uh, how much? How much Patreon money would it take to buy a small studio? Like, for example, the one that developed God of War. Let me pull it up. How much money does Sony cost? <laughs> uh, you know, listen. Uh, you know, we're pulling at least $69 a month. Nice. 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 So, uh, yeah, I think Sony would be willing to work with us. <laughs> yeah. I think we could uh, think we could produce Paper God of War on a $69 a month budget. And our patrons, they might want it. <laughs> but, uh, anywho, this is not actually that. This is uh, a game that I assume oh. David actually wants to talk about in some form. Um, um, yeah, so, <laughs> Paper Mario Sticker Star. This game sucks. <laughs> I couldn't remember if this was the one that sucked or not. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this game sucks. <laughs> oh, good. Um, oh. But I'm, I'm not the only one that picked a sucky show game. On. Yeah, really. But it's got a great soundtrack. Like, the soundtrack is awesome. (laughs) You people really need to message me before the show and say things like, don't end on mine. (laughs) Yeah. I told you to start with me. I almost messaged you to say, don't start with me. And then, like, you started with somebody else, like, all right, cool, we're good. And then as each game came, I was like, oh. Oh, this is probably a bad idea. <laughs> well, the beauty of the four-game format for the evening is that there was a good chance this was going to be a suck sandwich. Because uh, <laughs> Johnny and Jesse chose great games, and we both chose awful games. So yeah, there was, it was either going to be you know a nice balance of good and suck, or it was going to be you know some good meat in between two pieces of suck bread. And you know, that turns in the middle, <laughs> and it's all downhill from here. Yeah. title. We are, you know, <laughs> our games are the stale Oreos, and uh, John and Jesse's are the delicious white stuff. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so this game sucks. Huh? This game, yeah. <laughs> um, but the soundtrack's great because this game came out it's in good. that weird period of like 
the early like 2010 to like 2015 where Nintendo decided that every Mario game needed like a jazzy big band soundtrack with a lot of horns and saxophone. So the music's great, but playing the game, man, this game is just not fun. Nice. <laughs> Um, what about it? <laughs> I'm trying to, is this the one with okay, all the, so, is this the so one with you know, Paper Toads? We've, we've all played Paper Mario, right? Or one of the Paper Mario games, you know. Very fun, very funny story, really interesting quirky characters, that RPG combat where, like, timed button presses and everything give you that lex- little extra hint. So this game doesn't have any of that in it. None really? whatsoever. But it's got uh, stickers! You, you have no partners. Uh, the story is Bowser kidnaps Peach, and then you go through a world select. There's like a level map. There's no connecting chapters, no overarching story. And then at the end, you rescue Princess Peach. Um, you don't have any combat options aside from stickers. You can only attack with stickers. So if you're in a battle and you run out of stickers, you have to run away. There's no, like, default jump, there's no default hammer, there's no default attack. You have to use stickers. What? <laughs> How do you attack people with stickers? So, like, Shut up, have, John! <laughs> on the bottom screen of the 3DS, you have, like, your little sticker book, and you select one, and that's your attack. So you have, like, a jump sticker, or a hammer sticker, or, like, a fire flower sticker. You can get, like, special... I think they're called things. It's like real-world objects that you can turn into stickers. So you can make like a giant fan to blow enemies away and that kind of thing. So like, so like part of it are sounds... They like, so are they like Lisa Frank stickers that you're using? Or like, what is this? No, they're more like um, price stickers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's these things. I think they're called things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I seriously, David you explore Fleming. in different levels and you find real world objects and I think it says you found a thing and you have to stickerize it and then use it as an attack. And there huh. you'll get to points where you need to use one of these objects. Like there's, your path is getting blocked by a bunch of bowling pins. You got to find a bowling ball. Well, if you haven't gone through the right level and the found bowling a bowling alley. ball, you can't go that way. So you have to backtrack through the world select and find... It's like, oh, we've got branching paths in the overworld. Yeah, but eventually you're going to hit a dead end and you have to find the right path to go. Like, <laughs> I got this game because it's like, yeah, it's Paper Mario on the go. This will be fun. I don't think I've beaten the first boss in it. It's like, Damn. after like the first 30, 40 minutes, it's like, I'm done. Wow. Uh, but I mean, I it thought, looks cool, and the music's great. I thought I was the only person that gave up on Paper Mario games that quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, I was, you don't even... There's no level-up system. Because you only use stickers, like, you don't progress. The only reason to battle is to gain coins that you use to buy more stickers that you use in battles to get uh, coins to buy more stickers. So there's really no point in having a battle system. Yeah, I'm not I'd sure. I'd like to remind you that this is an RPG right. where the battles are pointless. Hmm. But, I mean, how else would you earn the coins to get the stickers? You find stickers randomly in the levels. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Uh, this game sounds yeah, you terrible. Keep, you keep trying to defend it, and man, I'm, it's not worth it. Like, this game I'm sucks. in no way defending it. I'm just asking a question. I, you know, <laughs> this game sounds indefensible. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not a fan of these games. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> and what sucks is there's a, one screenshot, like, from an early build of it, like at E3 or whatever, where you saw Mario in a battle screen and he's got like a little paper chump next to him that had like, it was a different color, it had a little hat or something. It's like, oh cool, partners are back. Cut them all out of the final game. No partners in the game. So it's like Quest 64, but Paper Mario, but worse. and stickers. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, no, I, you know, I got, I got nothing, man. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna say, I'm, if you've never played the game, don't. <laughs> Good. I won't. <laughs> yeah. I remember playing it and like, I, I think I played longer than David, but it got to a point where I was like, this is just like the same 10 minutes over and over and over again, because it's literally using the same stickers all the time go and talk to like Goombas and stuff and then you get more stickers. It's kind of like the drawing system in Final Fantasy VIII where you just have to find magic laying around. Mm. Instead, they're stickers. So, I mean, David talks like you can use up the stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you, you use up the stickers, you're screwed. But you also, you're using the same stickers. Like, you you, you have to go and find and well, collect the same basic stickers to do the it's commands. Like, it's like, like you oh, collect... I found a stomp sticker. Gotcha. Oh, I found another stomp sticker. Oh, I found another stomp sticker. Oh, I found a jump sticker. Oh, I found a hammer sticker. It would make so much more sense for this game to have stickers just be special attacks or, like, world interactions and have a basic battle system wherein you level up and the more, like, even if it's just the higher level you are when you fight, the more coins you earn to therefore go buy more stickers. Like, yeah, there's none of that. Just a simple change like that would make such a difference in this. <laughs> like, again, in old Paper Mario games, you know, you had, like, the flower points that you use for your special attacks. If you use stickers instead, perfect. Nope. Yeah. You have to use stickers for everything. Ugh. Everything. It's crazy. How do you even I have a you jump need sticker? stickers for healing items, too, don't you? It, you know, yeah. Stick stickers as commands make no sense. Like, <laughs> and don't you have, like, a limited uh, amount of space that you can keep the stickers? Yeah, I think you have, like, eight pages like you in your like, little sticker yeah. book, and each page holds something like 15 or 20 stickers, so you can only hold, like, 100. So you have to... Eventually it gets to a point where, like, oh, I've gotten this, you know, special, awesome, multi-stomp power. I'm going to hold on to that into a boss fight, but eventually you're going to have to use it just to make room because, hey, you got more stickers. Now, please tell me if you're holding, say, 100 stickers, that's 100, like, unique stickers. You can have, like, 20 jump stickers or something, right? Nope. nope. Uh, Those 20 jump stickers are 20 stickers out of your 100 stickers. Oh, my uh. God. Yeah. <laughs> this game Don't you want to run to stop the podcast to go buy the game right now? It. Mm, I'm. Mm, no, I'm gonna stop mm, the podcast to go write some angry letters to, to the <laughs> Nintendo. That's crazy. Like I just. All I'm thinking is stickers are like the best thing ever. Think back to being a kid and how much you loved stickers. And this game sounds like it ruins stickers. 
Um, <laughs> shout out to Dell in the chat who brought up an excellent point. I forgot to mention the the like Ooh, thing stickers are bigger than the normal ones, so they take up more spots. So if you get like one of the super special stickers that I remind you you need to progress in the overworld, it takes up more space in your book, so you have less stickers to use. Oh no, wow. no, that's. I mean, you know, or what if, like, what if the game had it, like, you know, remember uh, Smash Bros. Brawl, where you could get stickers for, like, your customizable characters or whatever. You could stick them to trophies for your single-player mode. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, the, the limit is the base of the trophy, and you can stick unique stickers on them for stat boosts. Like... Something like that. Like, yeah, okay, if you want to have, you know, Mario fucking whip out the giant hammer and smash somebody with it, yeah, that takes up, like, a third of your trophy base or something. Or the, I don't know, the back of Mario's paper. I, I don't know how you'd make this work, but, like, there are ways to make a sticker system work. Nintendo knows that and has done it in the past. <laughs> and they botched this so hard. <laughs> like So hard. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm but so again, upset. I'm, I love I'm stickers. glad that I was able to use this game, if for no other reason than to have the soundtrack available, like in the background as we're discussing it on GTD Radio, because the music's dope. It's great. The game's not. No. <laughs> Good to know, man. And yeah, you know, shout out to John Jekyll in the chat. He says I'm never playing it now. So we've got, you know, we've got one convert uh, who will never bother playing Paper Mario Sticker Star. David's work here is done. Uh, he can leap into the next timeline and uh, <laughs> save the next person. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. That, that would be David the best episode Dracula. of Quantum Leap if he was just trying to get people to not play Paper Mario <laughs> Sticker Star. I'm back to 2018 to shit on a I video think, game. I think if by episode you mean entire series. <laughs> Every episode. All he does is travel, t- travel through time oh, to get people to not play certain games. <laughs> It's it's a season long arc, and throughout the season, like people still are playing it, and then finally the big reveal at the end is that I have to stop Shigeru Miyamoto from making the game. Oh, he's God. been secretly going through the time stream, forcing people <laughs> to play Sticker Star. I don't know how much you, I don't know how much you guys watch the show. I don't know if you're familiar with the arc with the Evil Leaper that was running around, but I could see that being a thing. Like the Evil Leaper tricks people to play the game. <laughs> Did it involve stickers? <laughs> if it didn't involve stickers, it's hardly relevant to this conversation, John. You know, this is a discussion for another podcast. Uh, you know, talking leap. Uh, <gasps> yeah, exclusively on Game That Tunes Patreon, hosted by Johnny and featuring only Johnny. I um, think that's shit out of that. I've seen I think every that's the most that excited show. John has ever been on the show. <laughs> I don't think you guys know how much I really love Quantum Leap. Like, it's great. Good show. Oh god. Every episode. Yeah. I started a website when Universal issued the first season of Quantum Leap on DVD and they replaced the time period music with generic Muzak and I I Ew. started a petition to try to fix it. Like that's how much wow. I can work. Wow, John. That's impressive. I wish I could say I was surprised. Did the petition work? <laughs> I, I wrote a letter to Universal and I got a, a, a letter back from Universal on their letterhead and everything, basically telling me to go fuck myself. 
Did you frame it? Please, no, please, I wish I still please had tell it. me you closed out your petition letter with P.S. I am not a crackpot. <laughs> God, I should've. Uh, it's the divisive <laughs> and complicated legacy of Quantum Leap changing the music. Um, anyway, um, fucking Paper Mario, there's no, there's no question here. Fuck this game. Wow, man, we really, really made this a negativity sandwich. Um, what a fucking game. I'm I'm so upset to learn about this. I thought this was the good one. I thought Paper Jam was the fucked up one. No, Paper no, Jam's the Mario cool. and Luigi game that's pretty good. Okay. But it's not great, right? It's I mean, in the whole of Mario and Luigi, it's probably like average middle of the road. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mario and Luigi is a I think a slightly better series or a, a more consistently good series than Paper Mario. Uh, given that we can't point to one Mario and Luigi game and say, fuck that game, like we're saying about Sticker Star. So, that's good. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's not get into comparing Mario and Luigi's uh, comedic RPG side quests. Uh, David, anything else on Sticker Star, the game that has made me really upset towards stickers? Um, I would say don't play this game, but listen to the soundtrack. Yes. Um, fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, Johnny, I think it's time to start the calculating computer, my friend. All right. Calculating computer activated. Beeps. As John's trivia said, a diddling scandal. Beeps. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Yeah, man. Yeah, for having to endure that long discussion of Sticker Star, and also for scoring the most points. Um, it's David's game tonight, baby, so uh, fantastic fucking show. Da great job, David. You know, you give yourself a pat on the back. Um, so, um, awesome show, and uh, what do you have in mind for next week's theme? Um, actually, I had an interesting idea based on something Jesse had mentioned. Oh. You know, it's summertime, it's hot, everybody's going to try to go to the old watering hole to cool down. So how about games that feature fish? We've done games with dogs, games with cats, games with fish. Now that is an interesting proposition. Now, are, are we talking playable fish? Or, uh... Just, you know, games featuring a fish somewhere in as the game. Lo as long as there is a fish in the game, it counts. Okay. Now, what about aquatic mammals? Uh, is it a fish? Uh, you know, John, is Echo the Dolphin a fish? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> is there a fish in the game? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> in Echo 2, you can transform into a school of fish. Wow. And avoid getting good by dolphins. Glad to know it. Well, fuck yeah, man. That's a stupid and awesome <laughs> theme for next week's episode. So just to it. clarify, so I'm going to go post it to the Discord. Next week's theme is fish. Fish. <laughs> fish games. Game. What about games the band that feature fish? a fish? People or don't do that. Fish. <laughs> I'm just putting it as fish. Yeah. The band fish? No, no, not PH. Yeah, but make sure you include a picture of Troy McClure when you post it. <laughs> uh, Homer, I told you, people don't do that kind of thing with fish. 
Now I definitely pay to see him in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> if that were possible. Um, so, yeah. Next week, Game That Tune, Sleeping with the Fishes. Um, so, fantastic episode tonight, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, you know, thank you to everybody that watched along live with us. Uh, we're live every week. Uh, Wednesdays at 9, twitch.tv slash game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune, and youtube.com slash game that tune. Thank you for watching and chatting along with us. It's always a blast. Thank you for listening in podcast form. We uh, Our podcast publish on Wednesday mornings, so check us out there. We do a little extra production, make ourselves sound extra nice. Um, thank you to uh, everybody who checks out patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, it's the home for fun exclusives. We're having a blast making fun video game music content. Uh, you know, we... Uh, let's see. Shit, what do we do on Patreon? <laughs> we, we're doing exclusive bonus shows every month. David's putting out mixtapes. Jesse's got his Covered Up series discussing video game music cover bands. Uh, we've got GTT Gems, the 302010 of video game music. And uh, Johnny uses uh, some of the money to run our 24-7 video game music live stream uh, over there on YouTube. So yeah, uh, check out Patreon and uh, consider throwing us a couple of bucks. We appreciate the support and we're doing fun stuff for you, the listeners and the lovers of video game music. Special thanks and a shout out to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, and Andrew Oliver. You guys are all fantastic, and thanks for everything you've done for the show. Um, thank you to our requesters this week who were not featured on the show. Uh, <laughs> <unf> <laughs> thanks, Del. Yeah, uh, that, you know, th those requesters uh, are as follows. Del at Delicious underscore Hikari on Twitter, who made several requests, and I've had the shittiest week and was not able to get any of them on the show. So uh, thank you, Del, for making the request. He made his request by finding us on Twitter at Game That Tune. You can also email your request to us, GameThatTune at gmail.com, or find us individually on Twitter. We love chatting with you guys, talking video games, talking music, talking anything, talking Quantum Leap. Uh, <laughs> talking so, fish. <laughs> talking about fish. Uh, so you can find us all on Twitter. You can find me at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... <laughs> JP Regan, JR Fish. Uh, sure. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming, this week's winner, the Fishmaster, on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. Fishtastic, fellas. So, uh, David, you got the bonus tunes tonight. What are we going home with? Uh, we are going home with one of my favorite remixes from the fourth Smash <gasps> Brothers game. This is Destroyed Skyworld. Of course it is. Peace out, everybody!
Star Fox Assault is copyright 2005 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Super Castlevania 4 is copyright 1991 Konami Company Limited. Breath of Fire 4 is copyright 2000 Capcom Company Limited. Paper Mario Sticker Star is copyright 2012 Nintendo of America Incorporated. So yeah, I totally uh, forgot to do a fan request. It's it's uh, it's a four game show. Oh, cause it's the fourth. Show. Oh, telling you, July fourth, week late. Yeah. <laughs> As a bonus, you get one less game this week. <laughs> Here's a special treat. I didn't take your requests. Happy July fourth, seven days ago. We're listening on the podcast fourteen days ago. Right. <laughs> 